It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 807 on a Saturday morning, 70 degrees outside already this morning. It's going to be a warm one today, up into the mid to high 80s today. This is Lawn and Garden, my friends. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful doing whatever you want to do in your landscape. And Carol, I've been feeling sorry for Carol because she's been waiting so patiently there in Marietta, but finally, finally, she's on the air. Hey, Carol, good morning. Good morning. Hi, how <laughs> I can I help? <laughs> okay, um, I've got some zoysia grass. I want to uh, use a slide cutter and cut it from the front and move it to the back. Right. I've got your printed um, directions on how to do the planting. I just need to know, is there anything specific or precious, you know, that I need to do to prepare the so zoysia for the cutting? The if it is not if it has not rained in the last uh, four or five days, you ought to irrigate it very nicely to really maximize how much moisture is in the roots and in the uh, crown of the plant. That's one okay. good preparation thing. You don't need to fertilize so, it or anything like that. So do it that the day before, for yeah. instance. Yeah. Okay. So it's not muddy when you put the side cutter out there and you know start cutting okay. the side up. Um, as far as the place you're going to transplant it to, have you softened that soil somehow? Is that a good place to plant into? Uh, I, I have a good spot. It's, it's not ready. I, I'm probably not going to get to do it in, for another couple of weeks because yeah. I need to prepare that area. And okay. I, I've got your instructions. They seem pretty simple. I mean, not easy, but simple. Um, <laughs> hard work, hard work, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can do that part. But um, the other question I had is, okay, so I irrigate it the day before. What about, is, is should I cut it or mow it um, to have a certain height before I cut it? And is there, are there depths to the cutters or do they all cut the same depth? Good questions. Number one, the mowing, I would do that three or four days before, not mow it the day of the sod cutting. I want the grass to have recovered for at least a couple of days from the mowing okay. because that's a stressor and we want to relieve stress on the on the grass plants so mow okay. three four maybe days beforehand so the grass is has recovered um, as far as the depth on the cutter yeah you can adjust it up and down and sometimes that is just a feel for the type of soil you are using the side cutter in if it's real heavy heavy clay you try not to have to you know, cut down four inches because then you're digging a trench and it's hard work and the machine will bog down and won't be able to do it. Okay. So you try it in an inconspicuous place to see how much root system you can get with how much effort the machine is having to make and use your wisdom and feel for how the machine's working to, to know how deep to put the cutter so that you don't overtax the machine and you get a good, good root system on the zoysia side too. Okay. Is there a minimum that I need to look at? I wouldn't go much less than an inch. I would, in fact, I would not go ever less than an inch. It's got to be at least okay. an inch of soil with the roots on it. Okay. All right. And um, so when I mow it, do I, is there a height that's, that's optimum to cut it to? Mm, for zoysia, I usually cut zoysia around two inches, two and a half maybe. That's around the right height for zoysia. Some of them look better at two, some of them look a little bit better at two and a half. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to see what. And, and let me ask you this: it, right, it, I've never used I've never used a sod cutter. Is it the real? I've got a guy who I've, I'm going to hire to do it. He's yeah. a lawn guy, and yeah. I don't know that he's ever done it. Is it a really hard thing to to use? 
Not particularly. You, it's a good thing to have a motor to run it, though, because if you had to yeah. dig it by hand, you would really not want to do that. Right. So just play yeah. with it. You'll be patient, and you'll learn how to do it pretty quickly. I think you, okay. your guy and you together can figure it out. Okay. Thank you so much. You bet. Appreciate Thanks for calling, Carol. Bye. We've got Stan is in East Cobb, pretty close to Carol. Hey, Stan, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Appreciate you taking my call. Sure. What's so, uh, yeah, but well, you have an article on your website about how you can grow banana trees in the Atlanta area, uh, but they may not fruit. And uh, before I go down this path, is there <laughs> any chance of growing fruiting banana trees in the you know in the metro Atlanta area, or is it just a, a hopeless cause? I have a uh, an article you know I write for the AJC every Thursday, and the Q and As that I write for the AJC. Uh, there's one prepared for next week or the week after, probably, that it was, says, I heard you say on the radio that you could not grow bananas in Atlanta. I have a banana that's going just fine. <laughs> and he's in Roswell or someplace like that. And it seems like every time, Stan, I say you can't do something, you can't grow rhubarb in Atlanta. Someone saw, calls and says, oh, I have the prettiest rhubarb plant. You can't grow bananas in Atlanta. Oh, well, I have a banana I eat every, every other year, I think this guy says. Hmm. So, Brother Stan, yes, you can grow bananas in Atlanta if you're lucky. And if you get a right variety that's more, a little more cold tolerant than some, there's, there, what was the one that we were, the University of Georgia was doing a experimental plot way down in South Georgia, over Grady County, I think, trying to find out if there was a variety they could grow in Atlanta that was cold hardy enough to grow in Atlanta that they could recommend for Atlanta people. I don't think they ever found one down there. Online, saying there's a lot more advice online about growing yeah. bananas, and I think that's where I would trust rather than Walter saying it, because I've never grown one that fruited other than the real short, short, um, short cycle, we'll call it short cycle bananas that can have fruit within four or five months. And they're so seedy, and the little seeds are like hard little BBs in there. And they are hmm. no fruit to speak of. They don't taste very good anyway. Okay. I fruited that one just fine. But, boy, the seeds and the fruit itself you would not want to eat. But they weren't good for smoothies. No, 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 no. They were right. BB guns. That's <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> the ammunition right, well, was it. All right. Well, I will look more on And uh, thanks for what you do. My mother was a tremendous fan of yours. Before oh, great. I want to say that as well. Thank, Thank you, sir. I do appreciate it. Take care. Mike is in Sandy Springs and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Michael, good morning. Hey, Walter. Love your show. Oh, thank you, Mike. Call. What's up? So uh, my wife and I bought a house in Sandy Springs about uh, three and a half, four years ago, and it had a, uh, uh, I was told it's a Bradford pear, uh -huh. but somebody else told me it's a flowering pear. Same thing. Uh, and it's. Yeah, it's about, uh, I would say, 20 feet tall, so maybe five or six at, you know, di diameter at the at the base. All right. And Good. it's gone through its regular cycles, flowering every spring up until this year, which it did flower. And then two weeks after it flowered, starting from the very top to about two-thirds of the tree, except the very bottom, has just all the leaves fell off. Uh, all the stems where the, you know, the new growth came out, all browned and, you know, yeah. uh, so if the whole top's dead and the bottom still has leaves and there hasn't been any new leaf, uh, you know, falling off uh, in probably the last week. 
So I don't know if it's a it's a dead six or <laughs> or I think, I think there are listeners right can... now, Mike, who are listening to the show and listening to you and saying, "Lucky guy, he gets to cut his down." <laughs> I think you get to cut it down. Bradford pear, in my view, is never a recommended tree. It becomes too problematic when they're about ten to fifteen years old. They start fall. Okay. The limbs start cracking out of. They have real brittle wood number one, and the limbs crowd okay. up together along the trunk number two, and it results in dented hoods, dented roofs of cars, dog houses demolished, just all sorts of problems. If I were you, I'd cut it down at the ground level and put something better in there in its place. Yeah. You know, my wife loves these, uh, you know, Japanese maples. Is, sure. it, is it too uh, late to put something like that into the ground? No, if you were, uh, if they're or... growing in a pot, if you'll do two things. Number one, choose one growing in a pot because it'll have a good root system in the pot. But number two, okay. and this will be the hard work, wash a lot of the soil of the potting medium away from the roots. And then, not, not all of it, but a lot of it. And then spread the roots out in the new planting area that you want it in. Be good to water with it. Don't go on a two-week vacation in the summertime because it right, needs watering. Right. But you can successfully well, we a, plant them. We have a water system in the, in the front part of the, the, of the house. So that'll, you know, goes on when it, uh, you know, scheduled time and everything. But is it may there, not be enough a, for that tree. The tree is going to need special oh, watering okay. because the water system that you have is... Set for a lawn, set for you know lawn, other right. conditions, okay. not for watering a newly okay. planted tree. It'll need extra water, I'm sure. Okay, well that's great. Well, well, good. You know what? I just sharpened up the chainsaw Go in for February, it. so the teeth will be nice and hungry and ready to chop it down. Down it comes. Down it comes. Lucky man, take it away. All right, thanks, Walter. You bet, Mike. Thanks for calling. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. It's 817. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves the Lawn and Garden advice you need. Just a garden in the rain Close to the little leafy lane A touch of a colony skies of gray Justin Obey doing a great job on our music this morning as well as engineering our show. A quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. High today around 87, 88 degrees, low overnight 64. Tomorrow about the same, 88 degrees is the high, 67 the low, warming up pretty well. Maybe a chance of thunderstorms on Monday. Keep an eye on the weather. Kirk Bellis and Brad Nitz will keep you updated. The full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Kim and Decatur comes up right now on WSB. Hi, Kim. Good morning. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure, Kim. Um, I need a recommendation. I right now I currently have a pretty good chunk of my yard. It's probably um, about thirty by fifty of uh, ivy. Yeah. And I want to get rid of it um, mainly because of uh, copperheads. Ah, yeah. And one of my neighbors a couple of years ago, their dog was in their backyard, just yeah. on a little in a little strip in ivy, and got nailed by a copperhead. And anyway. And I want to replace that ivy with a another ground cover 
I want it to be something low growing. Yeah. Um, I'm really not interested in anything grassy um, mm. that won't climb up my azaleas and smother right, them. Right. And I was thinking a juga. Can you? And this gets you know quite a bit of sun. Okay. Well, that's um, good. That's got good. any other suggestions? So my mondo grass and monkey grass is going out the window because you don't like the grassy yeah. plants. You don't like the ivy because it's a little like, bit too tall. Yeah, is there any kind of periwinkle that's really low or something like that? I think the the small-leafed periwinkle, the small-leafed vinca vine, they call it, uh, is a possibility for brown cover. Is there any slope, any erosion problem, Kim? There's a little bit of a slope there. What if but instead, like what if I told you how to keep the ivy from attracting snakes, and so you leave the ivy in place and do a little bit extra and not worry about snakes anymore? Would that work? Not really, because I keep getting like little tree seedlings that pop up in it, uh, and I'm afraid to go in there myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. being bit. Well, I was going to suggest this. If you, if you mow ivy, and you can mow it at the highest setting of your lawnmower, which would be lower than where the ivy wants to grow. But if you set the mower high and mow the ivy, you'll get a layer about three inches high, which will not be attractive to snakes because it's not attractive to the things that snakes eat, which obviously crickets and frogs and things like that live under a tall ivy vine, but not under a short ivy vine. So you eliminate food, eliminate cover pretty much, and so you don't have so many snakes to worry about if you mow the ivy around four inches. But you don't want to yeah. do that. So a juga, yeah, yeah a juga would work in full sun, uh, not in full sun, but in partial sun like you have. I think a yeah. juga is a possibility, yes. Another one is ground cover raspberry or creeping raspberry. It's a vine, yes, but it's not as high. It doesn't grow as high as the ivy does, but you can find creeping raspberry around um, town. Not a bad choice at all. Uh, what okay. else can we go back there? Pachysandra is a possibility, yeah, Pachysandra. P A C H. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. And so Pakistani would work. Do, 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 do. What else can we get for her there? It's not terribly expensive. I was thinking of gingers, but that's going to be expensive. I think you got four. I think the periwinkle, the ajuga, the, um, what else did we say? Pakistani. yeah. And I think, that, I think that's what you got to look at. Okay. All right, great. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a good start for me then. Yeah. I'll go I'll go to Pikes today and we All can right. see what they have. Good deal, Thanks. Kim. Thanks for calling. Bye. I was trying my best to get Kim to not mow the ivy down because it's very likely that ivy is the best plant in that area. It covers the ground fine. She has a mixture of sun and shade, covers the ground, looks great. Kim doesn't like snakes, though, but you can make an ivy patch not real attractive to snakes simply by eliminating cover and eliminating food. And that's what I was trying to get Kim to do, but Kim wasn't having any of that. So if you have ivy and you're worried about snakes, eliminate places to hide, eliminate places that they get food from, eliminate the places they sun on, like a rock pile or log pile, things like that. And you can generally say your grounds will be pretty snake-proof. Mow your lawn pretty frequently, and you don't have many snakes coming on because they simply don't like being in that kind of environment. No food, no shelter. No sunning areas, no place to find other snakes to mate with. You don't have many snakes in areas like that. It's 827. Next half hour, Mickey Gasway leads off with a mention about today's Customer Appreciation Day at Pike Nurseries. Stay tuned. We'll be back after news. 
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 835 on a Saturday morning, 72 degrees outside. Woo, it's going to be warm today. This would be a great day to run down to Pike Nursery. They've got some things for you. My friend Mickey Casaway from Pike Nursery joins us on a Saturday morning. Hi, Mickey. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm well, but Mickey, I have some business to conduct with you first. Okay. My article in the newspaper on Thursday began with a question from a guy who said, I was so surprised to see an armadillo in Tallulah, around Tallulah Gorge in North Georgia. And I said, oh, man, we got armadillos everywhere in Georgia. They're in all 159 counties. But then I thought about you and your tale of chasing the armadillo yeah. with your grandson. And I just, yeah, my grandson Seth and I were camping and we would, ch- uh, we would pick them up by their tails. I've never gotten all right, now, tell me more, because I just can't quite get in my head that Armadillo ran past you and you chased it, or it ran up no, to you, or what? No, we kind of cornered it. We cornered it, and that's what we did. Both time. Where we were camping, it was a good place to do it because there were some walls and everything. Yeah. We would kind of corner it toward the wall, and then it would just stop. Just and that's when it. you'd grab it by the tail and hold did it up. Did you see the pictures? Did you see the pictures? No, you didn't send me any so pictures. Funny. Oh, you've got um, to send me pictures. And but it, in the, the, I'm holding it out, and he said, "Now don't get it too close to you because it'll scratch you." And um, it didn't scratch me, but I told you what it did do, yeah, and that I, wasn't I, good either. I understood but, what it does? Yes. <laughs> I didn't smell very good. I would do the so, same if I were held up by my tail. I would certainly want to. Yeah. Do anything I could to get people away from me. But but anyway, they were. It was pretty amazing. But uh, you know, I know they're a pest, and I I see people's yards where they turn over their sod and yeah, all that. Sure. And I understand the problems, but uh, on a one-in-one basis, they're pretty cute. Pretty cute, pretty fun. All right. Well, today is going to be pretty cute, pretty fun at all the Pike Nurseries around Atlanta. Because what is today? Today is Customer Appreciation Day. How do you say your and, appreciation to our customers? Well, first of all, personally, I want to say how much I appreciate all of our customers because um, we we have the best. They don't get any better than Pike customers, and so we really do appreciate you. And we just we feel like you're our friends as well as our customers, and we we really do like to have you here. But today we're going to show it. And I'm sure y'all already advertised this, but uh, 20% off everything. Well, like except like sod and uh, propane and pine straw, I think, though, yeah. and gift cards. Other yeah. than that, all the normal things. Uh, 20% off, and there's some things that are even more than that. Um, but um, we got all kind of stuff, and the greenhouses are full. Yeah. And it's it's beautiful. It's gonna and it's a great time to plant. And uh, just hope everybody will. Come out and enjoy it. And then, if you come out for lunch, between 11 and 1, I believe that's what they tell me. 11 o'clock. Until supplies, uh, as long as supplies last, 11 to 1. Yes, that's right. And we're going to have hot dogs and chips and drinks and... um, it's going to be good. It's it's always a bunch of fun, frankly, Mickey, to go oh, to Pike Nursery when you have the grilling stuff and when you have a sale besides 20% off on everything. Quite a deal. Yeah. 
and you know, everybody when they come in, everybody's so excited. You know, everybody's smiling, and it's really fun. Yeah, it's, and I agree with you. That when I go to Pike, now not only am <laughs> greeted by the cashier, by Joyce, and by the employees as I walk around the Pike at Toco Hill, but the people who are shopping there That's many right. times and don't know me, they do mm-hmm. not know that I know anything about gardening. But people will stop and say, "What do you <laughs> think about this plant right here?" And not knowing who I am from Adam's house. Right. Here. Just well, I have people they're tell me that they've made friends. Oh, that's a friend that I made in Pike. Yeah, right, exactly. That's, that's the way it is because gardeners do have sort of a camaraderie, you know, yeah. and even in new gardeners as well. So hopefully everybody's going to come out and enjoy that today, enjoy the fellowship and enjoy the um, the food and all the great day the deals. shopping as well. So do we have any classes going on? Making... I don't have any this week, I don't think. Okay. I forgot to look this morning, but I'm not doing any. I don't think there are any this week. We'll start some kids' classes. We're going to have a succulent class later on, um, but I, I don't have the dates. I'm okay, sorry. We'll work on that. Well, Mickey, it's been great talking to you about you and your armadillo adventures <laughs> out there. <laughs> but I'm sure there are people right now thinking, I want 20% off on everything at Pike Nursery, and I would like a little lunch as well. So how would we find the local, the closest, the best Pike Nursery to anyone in the metro Atlanta area? At PikeNursery.com. Indeed we would. Thank you for calling, Mickey. We'll Thank see you next you. Saturday. See you soon. Bye. 404-872-0750 gets you in this morning. Russell has been waiting so patiently. And finally, Russell, you're on the air. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Walter. Thank you so much. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for yeah. being part of my life on Saturday mornings uh, for the last 25 years. Whoa, Russell, get on. We're, we're getting old. We're getting old, Walter. Well, I am. Um, I don't know about you, Russell. <laughs> oh, I, am. I am for sure. Just don't look in the mirror. That's all I think. So what you, um, what's that, what's that going on with you this morning, Russell? What can I help you with? Well, I, I just got a house in a new development, new side, uh, sided last year yeah. in September. So um, Bermuda and, you know, the root system got going a little bit, but not enough to make it a little squishy back there when it rained since then. You know, of course, it went dormant after it. So there's some low spots. Ah. And, yeah, what you typically see is the sand going into divots yeah. this time of year. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard, well, you know, sand is okay, but you can use it. It's better to use other things. Um, I'd like to get some feedback on that. And then also add another question. Well, basically, you're, you're correct. There's a golf course. You see sand going into the divots because golf course greens and everything are built on sand. So you match the soil to the soil. You don't have sand in your yard, more than likely. And so we use, uh, you can use some sand, but not a lot, and mix the sand with topsoil, or there's even a mix called topping mix I've seen for sale in bags, and Pike has planting soil that you mix with sand. But just get something that's sort of organic, sandy, well-drained. Use that uh, about a half inch at a time. You pour about a half inch over the low area, sweep it in with a broom, let the Bermuda grow above that by about a half an inch to an inch, put another half inch of sand in there, sweep it off with a broom. And by the end of the summer, you could add at least a couple of inches of sand and d- dirt mix and mm-hmm. uh, raise the level up in okay. the low spots. Okay, so uh, in between the sandings, I guess uh, you said halfway through the summer, do the second round, maybe? Yeah, well, whenever it gets okay. about an inch above the sand that you put in, when it gets an inch above that, you can put another half inch of sand in. You don't want to cover the grass okay. completely, you leave a little bit peeking out at the top. Right, just to get green. Yeah. Good, um, and thank you. And also, uh, I have a fence line. It's about, gosh, about 250 feet, and it's just, you know, a slight grade up to from a flat grass area. 
up to uh, now a fence bordering my backyard. Okay. And it's probably eight to 10 feet of a slightly sloped area that I've put now pine straw. But okay. would eventually have to get rid of the pine straw and do something else, or maybe put something in the pine straw like a bush. It's full sun. Mm. Um, do you have any recommendations? Since gardenias are blooming right now, I'm thinking gardenia because I saw mine and smelled mine this morning. So you got gardenias. Mm. You can use uh, encore azaleas. Take a lot of sun. They're fine for a sunny area mm. in the backyard. You got a lot of area to cover. So I want something that really sort of mm. spreads out. So encore azaleas, yeah. um, gardenias. The let's see, what would be another nice big spreader back there that you could put in that would be big full and wide. Sun. Yep. Yeah, full sun. You know, a couple of the um, panicle hydrangeas, limelight hydrangea, or the uh, oh. some of the other large, big flowered hydrangeas that bloom in midsummer to late summer. Mm. Daylilies would be nice in there to give you little spots of color throughout. So, with mm. just four or five plants, I think you'd have a very nice little slope back there. There's the hydrangeas, daylilies, mm. um, some encore azaleas for you know color on the mm. azaleas throughout the year. Yeah, you could do a lot of stuff mm. like that. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll do azaleas. Yeah, I just want to think of something maybe less traditional you, know, you see out there, but you can't go wrong with azaleas and <laughs> hydrangeas. No, you can't. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you, Walter. I appreciate it. Russell. Help. Thanks for waiting so patiently. Thanks for driving safely as well. Our traffic team appreciates that. Sandy is in Fayetteville, Georgia. Hey, Sandy, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How hey, are you? I'm well, thank you, ma'am. I have a question about replanting Easter lilies. Sure. I managed to bring home these beautiful Easter lily plants from church, and I've waited for them to finish blooming. They're very healthy plants. They have lots of bloom on them. I'm wondering when I should try to replant them, and do I cut the top of the stalk, or just exactly how do I go about planting them in my garden and sharing them, because I have quite a few of them. The when is easy, as soon as you can. And that means I don't want to hear the, the screen door hit you as you go out when, when we hang up the phone right now. I want you to plant as soon as you can. And you can share them now and tell them to plant them the same. And are you aware, Sandy, about the Easter lily craze that went through Fayetteville 50, 60 years ago? I wasn't here then, Walter. Well, back then, back then, Mr. Ambrose Birch and Robert yes, Birch and some of the other Birches that... They oh, lived in yes, Fayetteville. The daylily fall. Well, yes. they used to have Easter lilies back there. There was some talk that people would make their fortune growing Easter lilies in Fayette County. My dad had some. My grandmother had some as well. Uh, nobody made their fortune with the lilies. But <laughs> for a while, Fayetteville had lots of them. And every church for Easter would have plenty of lilies to choose from. So basically, on your lilies, plant them now. You can cut off the flower stem, the little part that the flower is on, leave the leaves on it. The green leaves should be left on it for the rest of the summertime. The and entire next, height of that should yeah, be left sure, on? Sure, leave it on. Okay. Next year, they'll bloom in, they're not blooming at my house yet now, so it'll bloom in mid to late May probably is when the Easter lily prefers to bloom, when it's naturally going to bloom, late okay. May. Okay. Well, all those Asiatic lilies are not opened either. No, so take a little while uh, on that. But yeah, the Easter lilies are a beautiful plant. They'll be just as pretty in May as they were in April or at Easter time in your church. And it'll be lots of fun and sort of a historical thing there for Fayette County. Yes, yes. I did not know about that yeah. other than the birches and 
Mr. Birch and the daylilies. Yeah, I have yeah. had some of his uh, cultivated daylilies yeah. in the past. Well, thank you very much. You're I appreciate very welcome. that. Thanks for calling, Stan. It was have a great, a great day. Great to talk to you and great to talk about Easter lilies because certainly I can remember myself in the backyard taking the little scales off the Easter lilies and plant them individually in the rows up by the, by the chicken house because we were going to make a lot of money growing Easter lilies in Fayette County. It's 847. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after this. This is Scott Slade from Atlanta's Morning News on WSB. Our 24-hour news center delivers updates all weekend. Depend on it. We'll be here Monday morning, 430 till 9, for breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. Something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you All right, the sunshine is coming in this morning. And it's going to go to about 87, 88 degrees this afternoon. So try to get your gardening done early. I talked to a person off the air just now. She said she was on the way to Pike to do customer appreciation today and get 20% off. Richard is in Kennesaw and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you doing today? Good, fine, Richard. What's up? Good. Um, I've got a hydrangea. I've probably had it for, I don't know, five or so years. I yeah. think I got it at Costco, planted it, was doing great. Okay. And then the last three years, it, I mean, it grows well. I mean, it's probably four feet tall. Got it. But I get no wounds the last three years. Mm. Do you know offhand, Richard, do you remember anything about the variety of what kind of hydrangea it is? Well, I do not. <laughs> okay. Do you think, and this is just memory back going back three years ago, do you think it was one that's normally called a, a mop head hydrangea, the ones that are balls? It, it definitely is thing? a mop head, yes. Okay. It's the big bloom, yes. Okay, good. And you're not, are, are you pruning it? That's a good question to ask. Are you pruning well, it? Well, I whatever? did. Uh, first couple of years, I pruned it. Yeah. And then I heard that you're not supposed to do that. Well, so I quit doing that. And now I'm not getting any blooms, so okay. I don't know what the deal is. The, the the don't do that part was don't do that during the fall or the winter because they make their bloom buds, the buds that make the flowers at this time of year were actually made back last year in August and September. Uh. And so people say don't prune those mop head hydrangeas in the fall or the winter because you remove the bloom buds, which is obviously sort of common sense thing if you know that fact. And that is the hydrangea in which that rule is enforced. But for other hydrangeas, there's several hydrangeas that work just fine, Richard. There's one called Panicle Hydrangea, Limelight Hydrangea, um, PG Hydrangea. Those are all fine. Bloom. You can prune those in the wintertime, and they will bloom just fine the next summer and fall, just like clockwork. Oak Leaf Hydrangea, you can prune those in the wintertime. Generally, you get some flowers the next year just fine. So with yours... There were a couple of years where we had winter freezes. We had a freeze in uh, February that cut off a bunch of bloom bloom buds. It froze them, and so they didn't have any flowers for that reason. So I would say, Richard, hydrangeas want to bloom, given that you have good, nice, big leaves on it. And that's nice, and that they are healthy, and that you're going to keep your fingers off of them, off the pruning, off the pruners <laughs> this next year. I say, enjoy the leaves, enjoy the shrubbery. Uh, they may bloom late in the year. You may get a few blooms late in the year in September. Other than that, enjoy them for this year and anticipate the flowers for next year. 
Don't give up, in other words. Don't give up. And okay. because I know you want to know where you can see some hydrangeas, Richard, first week in June is the Penny McHenry Hydrangea Festival in Douglasville. And uh, you know what? Let's do. I have I have some tickets in here. I'm going to put you on hold, Richard, and I will get DeMarco to get your name and address, and we will send you these tickets so you can go to the Penny McHenry Hydrangea Festival in Douglasville the first week of June. It'll be a lot of fun to see those, and you can say, "I'm here because my hydrangeas won't bloom." <laughs> Tell them that. <laughs> see what they say. All right, Richard, hold on. What? I'll put you back on hold here. We'll get those tickets to you. Oh, mercy. It's been a great Saturday morning. DeMarco Williams was here screening calls this morning. Ashley is on vacation, and she well deserves that vacation because that woman works so hard doing TV and radio and screening this call and hosting the, the doctor show on Sunday. She is a hardworking woman, and she deserves all the vacations you get. If you're not following her on Twitter, you should. If you're driving in the Atlanta area in the morning to work, Ashley Frasca WSB is her Twitter handle. She puts pictures and ideas of where to go and how to get around wrecks and things like that. She is up to the minute. The WSB traffic app, of course, helps you as well. Justin Ove did a great job this morning engineering our show, bringing our music to us and doing a fabulous job in making sure we are on the air at all moments. If you did not get your question answered today, go to my website, WalterReeves.com. There you can follow me on Twitter, Walter Reeves. You can go to Pinterest to see all those pictures of weeds and how to control them. You can follow me on, uh, on uh, Facebook as well. I post things during the week of things that I know that I see that are happening and you need to know as well to make your landscape a little bit better. Dave Baker. Is Dave Baker here? Dave Baker is here. Dave Baker will be here in just a moment to host the Home Fix-It show. He will have a three hours of fun and frivolity and house-fixing advice this morning. And I'll be back next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden. My friends, I will see you then. We'll see you next Saturday from 6A to 9A. We'll see you then. <laughs>